Thank you once again for being here and listening to Church Talks. I don't know why I have an accent right now, but it doesn't really matter. I just really like accents, and I especially love British accents. Or Irish. I'm not going to do all the accents right now. You don't, We'll have a whole episode about that later. But what we are going to talk about right now are my friends Brandon and Lindsay Gray. Uh, you may know Brandon or BG from Teen Challenge. And he's another one of my friends there that works there. We're going to talk about some topics with them um, dealing with addiction, abandonment, anger, uh, blended families, family issues with father issues, and how that can really change our, our view and affect our view of, of God being a father. And just the questions leading up to that, uh, trust and getting into a relationship that you think is going to be quick, and then it's a three-and-a-half-year engagement, and getting married in a pandemic. Just, we're going to talk about all kinds of things, and I'm pretty excited for you guys to hear this conversation. Again, if you have uh, comments, feedback, questions, whatever, I want to hear it. And I love to be able to tell our guests anytime that you guys have positive feedback. So that is always welcomed. And depending on what you say, it may affect some content that we have coming out in the future or guests that we invite on. So enjoy this latest episode of Church Talks, y'all. got a duo today I have a married couple still pretty much newlyweds like like less than a year married I think nine months nine months man y'all could have had a baby by now but (laughs) 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 almost well thank god for non-honeymoon pregnancies anyway start the point I've got Brandon and Lindsay Gray uh I know BG or I know you as BG and known you for quite a bit longer but I am gonna let them introduce themselves give like a two-minute story and then we're gonna get into their story as a unit BG you starting uh, my name is Brandon Gray I'm 36 years old um, go from the age of 15 to the age of 31 I was a drug addict I was I started on uh, pain pills I ended up on meth and heroin I was an IV drug user for the last six of those 16 years. Um, I had a relationship with the Lord when I was younger, and uh, I lost that relationship. I ran away from the Lord and, and what He called me to do because I wanted to live my life and do what pleased my flesh. So I ran from Him, even though I knew He was calling me all those years. I would pray to God every day and consider myself a Christian if you asked me, but I wasn't living my life for Him. At the end of those 16 years, I found myself in and out of county jail since I was 18 years old, uh, all the way to 31, and ended up uh, ended up in prison for a couple of years uh, just because the drug use uh, lifestyle leads to that uh, eventually, if not death. Um, out of doing a couple of years in prison, I got out and 
I thought I thought I was going to be able to stay sober. I finally got my life together, and and uh, I was going to be able to do this thing and stay sober because it's deep down inside what I really wanted. And I got released from prison, and uh, three weeks later I was using again. And uh, in that time span, I realized once I started using again, I realized I was never going to get free from my addiction. And I was never going to stop being an addict, and I was going to die that way. Um, once I lost hope, I accepted my fate and, and didn't care anymore. Uh, I was using anything and everything as much as I could. And uh, I violated my probation or my parole, my post-release, and uh, they gave me a week's time to get into a program. My dad had offered to help me get into Teen Challenge. And being completely hopeless and at the end of my road, I said I would go. I got down here, didn't know what to expect, was, was terrified of where I was in life and where I was going to end up, and uh, I met the Lord here. And when I really encountered Jesus and let go, then he changed my whole entire life. Um, I've been sober five years now, and I wake up every day and I'm free. I don't sit and think about wanting to get high or trying not to get high or trying not to think about the drugs or my past, but it's it's... I'm completely removed from who I was. Um, I don't sit and and it's like that person never existed, you know. And so that that scripture of we are therefore who is in Christ, He is a new creation. It really, I understand how that what that means now. So yeah, that was a really good synopsis. I was like, really good at this. The yes. I know you. I can tell you've done this a few times. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> not on a podcast, but I know that is part of Teen Challenge, where you guys are able to to share your stories when you guys go out. Uh, so I appreciate you sharing that, yeah. and we'll get into to more uh, maybe details if you want to in the conversation. And I would love to hear Lindsay's synopsis. Yeah, it's so funny that we're doing this because on our first date. Mm-hmm. It was literally Brandon like, here's my testimony. Take it, leave it, do what you want with it. But like, right. this is who I am. This is my story. And like, I knew that that's what was coming on our first date. Like, I knew he was associated with Team Challenge and all that. Mm-hmm. And then he turned the tables and he was like, tell me your story. And I was like, totally not prepared for that. <laughs> so I kind of feel like we're reliving our first date. But um, for me, I grew up in a divorced family. My mom remarried when I was three. And I have a great stepdad. I'm an incredible mom. Um, But I always kind of dealt with abandonment. Um, My biological father, he was in my life, but um, like he had custody of us and we would see him. But I just always struggled as the youngest to understand it all. Um, And it's interesting, my mom told me a couple years back, she said, you were the youngest, I didn't think it would affect you. I didn't Mm -hmm. think it would affect you because you never knew anything else. Um, other than us being apart, they divorced when I was one. And, um, but I think because I was the youngest and I didn't know it, I wanted it more. Like I wanted to understand it more. I wanted to know why it didn't work more. Um, and so a lot of my life I've dealt with abandonment. Um, but I grew up, I mean, very loved, went to church with my grandma pretty regularly. If you went to grandma's house, to spend the night, you was going mm-hmm. to church on Sunday morning. Um, and so I was in church, but I just really, even like looking back, like I don't remember much of like learning something. Like mm-hmm. I remember being there, I remember being with her, 
Um, but it wasn't until middle school that I started uh, being a part of a group called Campus Life, who I actually now work for. Um, but I started Campus Life, um, and they are they work with middle school and high school students, being in relationship with students and naturally sharing the gospel inside those relationships. And so for me, it was the first time I was meeting men and women that were living 100% for the Lord, had godly marriages, like godly strong marriages. Mm -hmm. And um, it was really my first look at like what a non-divorced family could look like. So I was watching these men with their husbands and their kids and um, they were inviting me into those spaces and it was the first time I had seen non-divorced couples and like could recognize that in my hmm. brain. And so I went to camp with them, did all kinds of trips with them, and that was really the first time I encountered who Jesus was. And it was just like, I want something. This is different. I want some of this. Um, so I accepted Jesus in middle school. In high school, became a youth leader for the middle school. Um, got into some partying. Very quickly, one of my leaders was like, hey, you have a choice to make. The life you're living in partying with your friends and the life you're living in teaching Bible study to middle schoolers doesn't match. What are you going to do with this? Yeah. And so that was really the first time that I was presented like, hey, there is this thing called the Christian walk and like, you're not walking it, but do you want to? Mm -hmm. And um, and so that was middle school and high school for me. It was just trying to, trying to figure out what this looked like. And um, I think looking at myself now at 30, in the last 10 years, what I've realized is I've spent a lot of my life doing youth ministry because that's where I met Jesus, mm -hmm. but not 100% understanding the nature of the Father. And a lot of my walk was because like I accepted Jesus because I wanted a father. Wow. Like I wanted a godly father who loved me perfectly. Mm -hmm. That's what I was told was the deal mm -hmm. and that's what I wanted. Um, and in between high school and now, like. What I've really realized is between my genetic father, my stepfather, and God the Father, like I had some really mixed communication mm -hmm. skills. Mm -hmm. um, and so my idea of who the Father was and who he really is was very different. Yeah. And I dealt with a lot of um, judgment and measuring up. And, like, to be completely honest, I'm still working through all that. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I think we all are. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure. But, um, so it's been this journey of not feeling like enough because my dad chose to live sometimes seven hours away mm -hmm. and not feeling like, you know, I think kids of divorce feel that a lot, whether that's the truth or right. not. Um, and like I can say that now that I've been in counseling and therapy and time with the Lord is like, that may not be the real reality, yeah. right? Um, and like Brandon and I talk about a lot with my dad is like what his reality was in those years, what my reality was and what the truth was in it. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense, but mm -hmm. I just dealt with a lot of like, I wasn't enough to make him stay. Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing enough or being enough or saying enough of the perfect things. And that's something I deal with a lot is this idea of perfection. Yeah. Even when God doesn't ask that of us. 
Right. And so it's been this unlearning, I feel like in the last five or six years of like unlearning what I think the Father and Jesus are like and what they actually are. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> and it's this constant yeah. like, I have to like put my mind in this place of like, is that the true nature of the Lord? Mm. Or is that something that I have conjured up or right. been told at some point in my life? So, yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. And so nowhere in y'all stories did you mention anything about the other person. So this will be an interesting like segue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but a couple of things that I picked up on with your individual stories is that you both talked about how you met Jesus like at a particular location, mm. camp, teen challenge, even though you had known about Jesus as a kid. And I want to know like what to like in your words, what is the difference between knowing Jesus as a kid and actually meeting him to where like this feels more real? Mm. Cuz I'm assuming that you guys saw uh, you know you were exposed to something that felt different. You were exposed to people that walked different, lived different, talked different. Like something was like, this is not what I was used to. This isn't what I thought it was. And it seemed maybe more accessible for you. Yeah, it's it's so interesting that you talk about it that way. Because now in my job, like I am the person that people are looking at. And they're like, hey, there's something different about her. Mm -hmm. And like I'm pursuing kids. But for me... Yeah, I I think for me it was that, like when I accepted Jesus, when I asked him to be my savior, it was out of, um, honestly, super out of context. I was at a Christian camp um, for the summer, and I our family was in pure chaos at that time. Mm -hmm. My sister was in a rebellious season, and I was like, something has to change here. And they kept saying all week, like, Jesus changes everything. And I was like, yes, let's do this. And then I got home and I actually realized, like, oh, that doesn't mean that, like, miraculously my home is at peace, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think for me it began watching these guys, like, live day in and day out. And, like, they didn't cuss and they didn't lie and they didn't not keep their promises. Mm -hmm. Like, and for me it was like, I, I, I need that. I don't know why I need that, but I need that. And um, like I said, I was raised in a really good home, but it was just different than anything I'd ever seen. Um, yeah. I mean, do you think that that like a relationship with Jesus can be just as authentic without all of the behaviors looking churchy? Yes. <laughs> I don't know that was like yeah. a, a weird like yes or no question. I'm like, um, right. I needed to think about that. Well, and, um, you know, and, I, and I'll just switch over to, to Brandon, like, you know, because to my knowledge, Lindsay, mm -hmm. you've never been in recovery. You've no. never been in prison. Um, and I don't know what else. I mean, I know you gave a very short, concise, like, summary of your life. But Brandon, what what have you seen about people who have been through similar things as you and now they have an authentic relationship with Jesus, that it's not just lip service so to say but you can actually see with their life that might not look churchy does that make sense yeah. like it's not all of the you know they don't do this they don't do this but what is it that like is a transformation what looks different um for me like when you guys were talking about this i keep thinking about the prodigal son the um you know i i didn't know my biological father my grandparents adopted me 
Um, but growing up, I, I grew up, they didn't drink, they didn't smoke, they didn't cuss, they, you know, and, and they raised me. I had a good childhood, but when I became um, early, you know, 12 or 13, I just picked up rebellion and I wanted to be do everything that I wasn't supposed to do. I knew the Lord. I got saved when I was 11, like I truly experienced him, but, you know, the prodigal son asked for his inheritance. He wanted to go and spend it on wild living, and that's what I did. You know, I, I, I experienced the Father's love and who he was, but I didn't truly know him. I wanted my inheritance, and I ran out into the world. Um, you know, and I ran for so long that when I found myself with the pigs, you know, I wanted to call back to the Father. Mm -hmm. um, for me, you know, when I got here, I'd been surrounded by darkness for so long, and, and dark people, and, you know, just just pure darkness and evil um, that when I experienced light again I remembered it from my childhood um, people tell me that they love you and that they care about you and growing up in my lifestyle I didn't believe them um, but it, deep down inside like it rang a bell that's familiar mm -hmm. you know and I, I so you know I just when you when you use drugs and, and you're it's very much a spiritual experience often and but it's a counterfeit hmm. you know it's the devil's counterfeit to the holy spirit wow. and when you truly experience the holy spirit no drug can touch the holy spirit yeah that makes so much sense because i mean i've worked in addiction recovery um i've got family members that are either still in addiction or they're in recovery and I think it like it it screams that everyone is a spiritual being and we are all longing to know something that is beyond just what we see naturally mm -hmm. like just what we feel in the flesh and so people will go to things that make them feel like they're out of their body mm -hmm. like it is like spiritual and I've never heard anybody say it like that but it's like a light bulb moment where it's like man like I know why some people go to that they don't go to drugs to destroy their life they go to drugs to feel something that's not physical. Yeah. And we're all searching for that. And yet people don't know a lot of times that the Holy Spirit, that Jesus, that's going to bring so much more of a satisfying, like, it sounds weird, but like an out-of-body experience where it's like, wow, there's so much more than this world that we're looking at, mm -hmm. than this flesh that we're housed in. Like, there's so much more than this. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Did you I, have more to add on that? No, I mean, you know, the, the Bible, the word... The word says that when we cry out to him and we cry out with our whole heart, that's when we'll when we seek him and we'll find him. Yeah. Uh, when we seek him with our whole heart, and you know, the world says here, take this pill, take this drug, or whatever, and you'll feel this, and it'll get rid of this, and it's instant. You you do an action, you get a result, and you know, crying out to the Lord. A lot of times we pray and we expect the heavens to be moved, but are we truly crying out with our whole heart? It wasn't until I was completely broken and at the end of my rope that I really cried out to the Lord with my whole heart mm -hmm. and he met me there. Yeah. You know, so um, all those years I thought I prayed, you know, from my heart, but I wasn't mm -hmm. fully broken yet enough to surrender and let him take over my life. Yeah. So when, did you guys meet in church? Can we go back? Yeah. For just a second? Yeah. 
So you were talking about like the authentic relationship with Jesus and not just the behaviors. And mm-hmm. I think for me, in my walk, it was always about behaviors mm-hmm. until right before I met Brandon. Wow. And for me, like I, before Brandon, I was in a relationship. We were doing the church front and living in full sin mm-hmm. in multiple ways. And I went to camp with kids one summer and I said, Lord, I know you have more for me than this. And I need you to show that to me. Mm-hmm. And it was about a year of like, how do I do this authentic thing? How do I live out what is I feel in my spirit and feel in my heart? And it wasn't until I met Brandon that I had seen someone like full out, committed, wholeheartedly surrendered before the Lord. Um, and with Teen Challenge, like being <laughs> being on this campus and being around these people, like mm-hmm. it's a different level of sold out. And like, right. like that night on our first date hearing Brandon's story, I was like, do I really believe in the redemption of the Lord? <laughs> and when I left our date, I was like, that man's story is redemption in its purest form. And like since then, I've watched the Lord redeem so many parts of Brandon's life. But for me, it wasn't until that year before I met Brandon that I really started to try and figure out like, I know the Lord has more for our relationship than what I'm currently doing. And where does that change? And that was when, like early on in our dating, that was when truly for me, it became like less about these churchy behaviors and this churchy look Mm-hmm. And more about, like, me with Jesus. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking about my answer while y'all were talking. And I was like, oh, wait a second, hang right. on. Right, no, no, so. that's good. And so, but did you guys meet in church, though? We yes. did meet in church. Uh, when I was in Teen Challenge, I had a relationship that I'd been in years prior to coming here. And the Lord worked on my heart for seven months saying, you need to let her go, you need to move on. Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh, I've invested too much in this. That, that's not what I want to do. And the Lord kept telling me I have something better for you. Mm-hmm. And when I graduated, I, I finally let her go. Um, you know, but the Lord said, when you, you can't take something old from the old life into the new life that I have for you. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work that way. And I trusted him. Yeah. And I did what he told me to do. And, um, you know, I knew inside my spirit that when I got content, then I would when I got content with my relationship with him, then that's when he would move me to the next season. Um, but he told me that the woman that I would meet that was for me would accept me exactly who I was, where I'd been, and what he'd done in my life. And uh, that I would I just knew I'd meet her at church. Which is so funny. I have to interrupt you. You know, <laughs> he gets mad when I interrupt him, but I get excited. Um, it's so funny because I told people for years, I will never meet a man in church because if we break up, he has to go. I'm staying. It's not going to happen. And it was kind of this joke, but truly I was like, I'm not meeting a man in church because if we break up, it's not going to be awkward. Mm -hmm. You will have to go and I will get to stay. (laughs) Because I had watched so many friends date inside the church and then it's this awkward break up. awkward. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm a witness. (laughs) And then... I met Brandon yeah. at church, so it's just funny. Yeah. No, I had totally forgotten that when you were in the program, because I was already volunteering here, and I think I remember you, like, asking prayer and coming up to basically, like, 
get freed or I, you might have even been asking for God to restore whatever relationship it was but I remember there being like like moments where you were torn between oh yeah like the it relationship was and, it was one and, of the hardest decisions I ever did yeah wow I remember that because that had to be what five, five years, years ago, ago? Mm-hmm. yeah wow yeah it's crazy so like that you were you were still going you're fine was yeah, it? I totally interrupted. I'm <laughs> really good at it. That's okay. I have, I have other questions, but, you know, we've got, we got 15, 20 more minutes. We're good. I was an addict set free, and I, I really become an, came into my, you know, a true relationship with Jesus. I was terrified to get another relationship and put that relationship on the shelf. Mm-hmm. You know, that scared me more than anything, and I, I was in prayer a lot about, you know, if when and if I meet this one that, you know, I would seek the Lord and what he told me and everything. So before I even like flirted with her or asked her for a phone number, like I considered the Lord's opinion in it. Like, Lord, is this from you? Can I do this? <laughs> you know, and like he allowed me, you know, and we took it every step of the way, even to proposal mm-hmm. and, and marriage and the dates and, you mm. know. Y'all's, um, like y'all's wedding photos, I'm just thinking about like the when I was scrolling through them on Facebook, like I was crying. The crazy I was we, not there, but I oh. felt like I was there. It was such a beautiful ceremony. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Well, thank you. Like, but what God is doing in you guys is really, really cool. Our it, story is, I mean, personal. I'm biased, but it's my favorite. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> just a little biased. Well, and I'm sure, I mean, even though it looks great, I mean, you did say that you still have arguments. Oh, yeah. There's still moments where you're trying to, I mean, you're, you haven't been married a year. And I don't, how long did you date before you got married? Three and a half years, yeah, which half is years. crazy because before our it's first date, we were talking about marriage, wow. which right. everyone in our life thinks we're crazy. But life. the truth is, like, I had gotten to a place where it was like, I'm not dating to date. Mm-hmm. Like, this is meant to go somewhere. So, like, are we going there or are we not? Yeah. But, like, Brandon and I knew very early on. I mean, people thought we were crazy because we had had deep spiritual talks before our first date. We both knew, like, where this was going. And, like, even a month or two into dating, like, we knew we were getting married. Mm-hmm. We knew it. And we thought it was going to be super quick, fast, and in a hurry. <laughs> like, I have a friend three who was, like, three months. Like, you're going to be, you're going to date three months, and then you're going to get married. Like, I can mm-hmm. just feel it. Three and a half years. And, like, you can you can edit this out <laughs> if you want to. But, like, the, no. Lord, the Lord is very... Um, uh, ironic is not the right word, but he's very interesting with me mm-hmm. because I'm real sassy and I'll say something and he holds me to it. And I'm like, Oh, why did I say that? <laughs> but I had a friend get married. They were, they dated for three and a half years and they waited until marriage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, three and a half years. How did you wait that long? <laughs> and then here we are three and a half years. And I was like, Oh Lord, Lord, really? You had to take me at my word. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really did. We thought it was going to be super fast and it was three and a half years. Is and there a reason? Like, was there something that was a hold up? Because the Lord, the Lord told us to wait. Okay. Right. We knew, like I knew in my spirit, she was the one, um, in our first month of dating and I knew we were going to get married, but I was like, Lord, can we, and he said, no, you yeah. wait. and three and a half years later we got married. <laughs> Well, because I was wondering, I'm like, well, what are some things that would delay something like that? Because I would assume that trust would be a thing. Yeah. Um, that would be a potential obstacle, a hindrance. Uh, and, like, a blended family. 
because yeah. you have a son, right? Yeah. Yeah, you have a son, so you're going to be like an automatic mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, right away. And so getting yeah. that, like, acclimated. So, and those are just things I'm thinking, were, were those factors in the, the, in the way? It was, it's the Lord's time. Like, you, we don't understand what the Lord's doing, but, you know, over the past five years looking back, like, I realized how God has aligned everything to fit the mm-hmm. way that it was intended to. And yeah. it's only worked because I trusted him and waited and did what he told me to do. And mm-hmm. truly that is where leadership comes in if we want to talk about that part of marriage because yeah. he consults the Lord before everything. I mm-hmm. haven't quite learned that spiritual discipline <laughs> quite yet. Um, but I so knew cool. very early on in our relationship the Lord was very clear with me that he would, he would tell Brandon when it was time. It was Brandon's job to propose and that he would tell him in his time. And so I had to trust that Brandon was still asking the Lord. <laughs> right. And I had to trust that, like, he would hear the Lord's voice in that. Um, because honestly, like, I would ask and the Lord would literally be like, that's not your knowledge to know. And I would be like, okay, I'm back in my place. I got it. Um, but Brandon, I mean... He is very steadfast in asking the Lord something and waiting yeah. until he hears an answer. And I'm sure that can be frustrating. Yeah. If you're just the one that's like, you know, I'm like head tapping on, your let's toes, do this, like, let's go. Right. But now. how awesome is it? Because that's so rare that it's like such I mean, a that, that anybody too. will do that. But you know, yeah. especially like a husband for a wife, and you know, just trying to lead the home mm-hmm. in a godly way. So. We don't see that nearly enough. I'm not perfect. I'm not a saint, you know, but... <laughs> We're aware. <laughs> Even though you do have Amazing Grace tattooed on your forearms. You do. Thank you. <laughs> and a cross on your wedding finger and a cross around your neck. I mean, you are like... You're pretty close to perfect. Yeah, right. Pretty close. <laughs> but I will say, it's, it's... The thing I've learned between our relationship, the thing the Lord has taught me is just how intimately He loves me mm-hmm. and just how intimately He loves Brandon. Because while we are not perfect, and we are both very stubborn, which is why we Mm. still have arguments and all the things, but, like, he loves me enough to know that I need a husband that is steadfast in prayer because I'm not great at it. And so it's just really cool when we talk to someone about our story, I'm always reminded of all the little ways that along the journey, like, I saw how much the Lord knew me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he knew me. He knew I needed someone to balance me in some areas. Yeah. And that is Brandon, even if he's real stubborn. Thank you. <laughs> I, you know, I did not know you before you came to Teen Challenge, but from what I remember of your story, like you dealt with anger, which I'm assuming kind of came from the, the stubborn, rebellious. And so when, when Ronnie was still here, the one who brought me into mm-hmm. like – prison ministry and all that um I think he requested like he just talked to to Bob or whoever and was like give me the give me the worst one that you've got in the in the program right now (laughs) and guess who the worst one was (laughs) it was you and so I don't know did he take you out and like just talk to you one-on-one and give you a talk that only Ronnie could yeah he's you know I didn't see him but so many times when he came but you know it was just a lot of spirit-filled conversation like that his his 
he mentored me in a way of like what we do with mentors here that kind of take you out and you know one-on-one pour into you ask you what's going on in your personal life you know and try mm-hmm. to help you guide you and stuff with me and Ronnie you know the Lord knew I was going to connect with him um, through his faith like you know I loved his faith in this room mm-hmm. um, you know and that made me want to to be bolder yeah you know because I knew it was genuine Mm-hmm. And like he was, he just had a level of obedience different than other people. I agree. You know, and it very much spoke to I me. I miss him so much. <laughs> but he did. I mean, he he left such a legacy of faith and obedience mm-hmm. that, you know, we're, we're doing our best to carry that out. If you were hiding something, you didn't want to make eye contact with him. Right. Because <laughs> yeah, he would pull it out of you, <laughs> you know. And that takes a bold man of faith and somebody who's not afraid to call things mm-hmm. out, you know. It's true. So I pray to to have that level of faith. Well, I've seen you interact with the with the guys here, and they respect you so much. And like you'll just like you don't need to sugarcoat things. Like I've seen you be kind of stern and just with the pin behind your ear that you always wear, <laughs> and you know you you just tell them straight up like what needs to happen. And I don't think I've and I'm sure it has happened, but I've never witnessed backlash. Because it's just evident that they see you and how steadfast you are and how consistently you're living. And so they respect that. Mm-hmm. And again, like it's just, it's really cool to see that and to hear that your wife is saying that, that it's not just when you're at work um, around people that you're like, oh, I have to be a good example, mm-hmm. but at home that yeah. you're the same. Like, that's right. On, on stage, off stage, all that. So that's, that's incredible. I love you guys. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> what is what's like one of the biggest obstacles that you have faced as a unit in this pandemic? Oh, you mean in like the core of the pandemic, or like even still now? Even still now. I was thinking yesterday that we've had we got engaged and married in the pandemic. Like mm-hmm. we've had some of the most blessed years we've had. It's yeah. crazy because I was thinking about this this morning. Um, he proposed the first week I went back to work after the shelter in place. So mm-hmm. I went 15 weeks, no pay, no nothing, completely shut down. Honestly, I had a weird experience in the pandemic. I loved it. For the first time in my life, I was not a workaholic and I was not stressed out. And I was <laughs> like, this is great. And I had no, I never got unemployment or anything. The Lord provided 100% through those 15 weeks, but... At week mm-hmm. 17, I went back into the salon. I was a hairdresser. And he proposed that first week I was back in the salon. Um, and then we planned a COVID wedding. <laughs> we'll call it that. And, um, and yeah, and then we moved in. And, I mean, uh, some of our best years have been right through the pandemic, yeah. which is wild. I know. Um, a lot of people don't say that. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, And I'm not going to say that, like, it hasn't had its challenges or whatever, but truly, I mean, the Lord's promises are delivered Yeah. in all of this, which is really, I mean, I shut down a a business I'd had for 12 years and went into full-time ministry, which... Because you said you were a hairstylist. uh Uh-huh, I was a hairstylist. 12 years. Uh Uh-huh, did wedding Uh hair and makeup and then worked in the salon as well, shut it all down stepped into full-time ministry with the ministry I found the Lord in. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a whole wild other story. <laughs> but yeah, we had no clue that we would be both in full-time ministry when we got married. Yeah. I took the job 30 days before we got married. So um, that's why I say like it, 
it's had its ups and downs, but like truly the Lord's promises have come yeah. to fruition during this time. Brenda, but, did you have a, a job before you came here? Like what was your occupation, your trade? What did you do for work before you came here? I stole a lot. Okay. Uh, yeah. Professional uh, thief. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> no, I was wondering, I'm like, because I know that you basically came, like, prison, addiction, and then, like, rock bottom, and then here. So I'm like, what did he do? I would work a job long enough to, you know, end up failing a drug test or not show up to work enough on time mm -hmm. and get fired, and then I'd go to the next thing. And Yeah. Um, I did a lot of factory work and stuff like that. I really never did much with my life. You know, mm -hmm. like from the age of 13 on up, I wanted to be rebellious and just party, you know. And when you're a teenager, that's that's okay, you know. The world says, like, you're, you're growing and you're experiencing yourself and all this and that. But, like, the thing is, is the, sometimes people hang on to the party. And then, you know, in your 20s, yeah. people are getting married and having babies. And then you're still getting high, <laughs> you know. And it's just a recipe for disaster, Yeah. you know. So I'm blessed that it didn't end up dead. We all are blessed for that. <laughs> we are, are yes. better for that. Uh, so, I mean, do you see yourself, like, and I know, like, ministry, we are we are in ministry regardless of what profession we're in. Like, I believe 100%. that. Like, we are, everywhere we're going, ministry is just meeting needs. So we're loving on people, meeting needs, serving tangibly, um, spiritually, however we can. Do you guys see yourself being, like, as far as your job, being in ministry, or are there other things that you hope to be doing in the future? I'll do whatever the Lord tells me to, just because... How did know, I know you were going to say that? Uh, You're going to consult the Lord, and then whatever you tell... I know. Gosh, okay. When I, I got here, you. like, I stopped living for myself. I realized yeah. that I was never going to make, you know, never... Once the Lord showed me what he could do with, you know, with my life in seven months, yeah. you know, and, like, the freedom from the bondage that I tried so hard for years to get out of, and he just opened up the door and let me out. Right. You know, like, Lord, I'll never stop following you. Yeah. And, I mean, God could also, he could also bless you with giving you whatever you are gifted. You know, you could be good at something. It's just good at something. So, I'm like, he could just be like, hey, I'm going to let you do this thing that you're good at, and I'm going to let you be paid for it, and you're still going to be in my will doing it. Yeah. So, is there anything that you feel like that you're just, like, good at? Like, man, I would love to do this if the Lord says it's okay. No. The, my, my whole life. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. My, my whole no. life, I never felt like I was meant to do anything. Like, you know, I'm such a passionate person, and I never felt passionate about anything that I did, really. You know, like, I just, it didn't quite fit mm -hmm. until I got in ministry. Yeah. You know, when, when I ended up in ministry and was really in the Lord's will and, and my relationship in my life, I've never felt more created to do something. You know, and it's like... The Lord knew what he created me for, mm -hmm. and it just took me to stop being stubborn and find it, you know? I get that. Yeah. So, he knows what I need and where he wants me to go, and I know that I'll never be happy unless I do what he tells me to. Yeah. Well, I feel like you guys have such an advantage that what you are doing right now with your lives as far as your, your work is what you either had that impacted your life and influenced you in a great way or what you wish you had that would have bettered your life even more and now you're both getting to do that as your nine to five which is not a nine to five job it's, it's more of a 24 7 thing and um and obviously being engaged and getting married in the middle of a pandemic is also an advantage because the world is, is crazy and and 
Uh, we don't know what to expect. Everything's unpredictable. And you guys are learning how to navigate through that right off the bat. Rather than people who've been married for 10 or 15 years. And I've heard so many people say these last two years have been the most stressful of their entire marriage. And, you know, but you guys are like, I just feel like that God is really blessing you guys and giving you kind of an upper hand on uh, just on your relationship with each other. Your relationship with the ones that you are working with, pouring into every day. Um, and your relationship with him. Like, it's just really evident that, like, there's just love that's oozing out of y'all. That's a, like, a you really just, good perspective. <laughs> like, I just okay. feel like that you just glow, and I'm not just talking about Brandon's head. <laughs> that's a little shiny. Uh, it but, is funny, yeah. though. I always joke I would marry a bald man. Because really? there's one less free haircut I had to do. Oh my and gosh, then that's this man shows up with his bald, gorgeous head, and I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm done. This is it right here. But you still have to cut it, and probably even I more don't. so. He oh, does it all by it? himself. I've oh. never understood that how men cut their own hair. I'm like, how do you not cut your skin? Sometimes he does. Not usually. He's no. really good at it at this it's point. It's more work than getting a haircut. I know that. Yeah, I mean, he shaves every day. Wax it? It's no. so perfectly shiny. I know. Is that, so that's just your natural, like, your oil from your skin? Like, that's not anything added? Mm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> We're, not doing well, a, We're not doing a bald head podcast here. <laughs> should, it can be. This is church talks. We talk, talk about anything and everything. I can talk about my routines, you know. It was well, funny that we were at a wedding last night. There's yeah. lots of bald men around. And it was weird. I didn't notice it until like someone cool was looking now. for Brandon. And they were like, I'm looking for Brandon, but I literally can't find him in the sea of bald heads. And I was like, that's his right there. Wow. <laughs> which I mean, he has a gnarly scar on the back of his head so i can typically point him out in a crab but last night there was tons of bald guys and i was like oh you didn't tell me this tons of them. it was hilarious <laughs> they're like i can't find him i'm like that one right there <laughs> wow hey it's okay being bald is apparently really in right now it's a great thing it's a great thing <laughs> uh we're gonna get into some rapid fire questions okay and i'll just ask you guys specifically to answer okay Lindsay, what is your favorite scent? Oh, anything vanilla. Okay. Anything warm, cozy vanilla. I'm down. Okay. That's a weird question, though. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> you, you have no idea. Like, no idea. Uh, Brandon, do you prefer hot or cold weather? Hot. Do you brush your teeth with hot or cold water? Warm. Okay. Lukewarm, hot. Not scalding hot and not freezing cold. Okay. <laughs> Lindsay, what's your favorite holiday? Christmas. All right, and if you could travel anywhere right now, where would you go? Mm, Italy. Mm. Brandon, where would you go right now? Israel. God, I'm working. I would love to go to both. We Italy really want to go to Israel is our trip yeah. that we will go on eventually. But I've been to Italy before, and lately I've been missing it. So there's that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you've been there, oh and God, you would go again. Like that. Well, like the weather that we're having know. today, the like yeah. 60s, but like not too hot, not too cold. That's what it was like when I was visiting there. Yeah. So literally this afternoon, I was like, oh feels amazing it really does feel amazing it does. and for everybody listening it is almost 70 degrees i think 68 yeah. is the high and they're calling for snow tomorrow yeah which is and like in the 30s so welcome <laughs> to north carolina <laughs> uh do you guys know your enneagram number yes what are you <laughs> i have a three wing two okay my what husband has no clue but he's a four wing five <laughs> You would know that. I'm oh. learning. I'm learning. No, Brandon's starting to learn about Enneagram, but it helped me it to helps. better understand him Gosh, so much. When I figured so out what his much. number was, and he took the test, I didn't name him because you're not yeah, supposed to name people, right. but he's a four. I started doing my research, and I was like, oh, 
you make so much more sense to me now. Yeah. So, yeah. It, I mean, it allows it allows us to give more grace and compassion to somebody because otherwise it's like if they just react differently than we would have, we're like, what's wrong with you? Yes. Why do you not see this the same way I do? And then it's like, oh, wait, they have a completely different perspective. That's not wrong. Oh, so that's marriage right so there. different. Is that marriage? That's marriage right there. I wouldn't there. know. Oh, <laughs> that's it right there. That's like, why does this so, person do things the way that they do, and why are they not the same as me? Right. And why won't they change? Man. That's marriage right there. That's tough. Yeah, so for all married couples or wanting to be married couples, learn your partner's Enneagram number. So helpful. Uh, yeah. And same in the workplace. Like, working with people, too. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Same in the workplace. Yeah, because yes. I mean, sometimes people are at work with people more than they're at home. Yes. That's the reality. But, Very true. Um, so, Lindsay, finish this sentence. If I wasn't afraid, I would... Ooh. That's not a rapid fire question. That takes time to think about. <laughs> okay. If I was not okay. afraid, I would. I have no idea. Wow. Okay. I'm I a big bucket list one. person, so I pretty much do what I do. Yeah. Brandon, what's the last thing that made you cry? Did you cry last night? Do you cry? Yeah. Do your tear ducts work? He only cries when the Holy Spirit is moving. Okay. So not at movies. No. Like, yeah. Just Holy Spirit tears. Yeah, Holy Spirit, yeah. Okay. The goodness of God just gets me, wrecks me every time. Yeah, dude. I I get you on that, too. Um, That's the only time he cries, though. Okay. (laughs) God, Holy Spirit, Jesus, he's going to cry. I love it. Okay. Uh, Lindsay, what's an unpopular opinion that you have? Um, peanut butter and cheese sandwiches are the way to go. Peanut butter and cheese? Yeah, they're, the only, they're just, it's so good. It's disgusting. It's like, like comfort food to Like me. Uh, the Kraft yes. American Singles cheese? Yes. With peanut butter. With peanut butter on bread. That oh, sounds And it's even so better if it's thick. cold. It's so good. That sounds like it's going to stick to the roof of my mouth and in my teeth. Why would that not be a good thing? <laughs> <laughs> what do you drink with that? Whatever you want. Like, is that like a milk? Or a when I was water, a kid, it was a good thing. Juice. Now it's like whatever I'm drinking is fine. Wow. Okay. Uh, Brandon, if you were a Winnie the Pooh character, what would you be? Eeyore. I can hear that. Can oh, you please? Bother. <laughs> like, please just say thanks for noticing. Hello, Pooh. <laughs> My tail fell off again. Oh God. Uh, Brandon, what's the what's your favorite attribute about yourself? That's a weird question to answer by yourself, but you have one. I like my humor. We, we do too. Now, what's your favorite attribute about Lindsay? Her joy. Humor, joy, they go really hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, what is your favorite attribute about Brandon? Oh, his honesty. Mm-hmm. The man is blunt. <laughs> but you never, I never question where I stand with him. Even if it's not in a good place of standing. Wow. Like, okay. I always know where he's at. And that, with my childhood, is incredibly helpful. Mm-hmm. That's good. What's your favorite attribute about yourself? Mm. I guess it would also be my joy. I like it. Yeah. All right. And this is for both of you guys. What do you want to be remembered as? Godly. loving i love it is there anything else you guys want to want to say before we land the plane i don't know i don't think so you're fine captain (laughs) i'm fine man well 
thank you guys for, for being on this episode. I'm going to tag you guys, if that's okay, um, for social media because I would love for people to just be able to see your face. Um, I will put your face on the graphic for the Spotify like logo so you can give like a picture of yourself. So I don't care what it is. <laughs> uh, and also a plug for Teen Challenge and what is the ministry name? Christ. Youth for Christ. Very cool. Thank you guys for representing those ministries mm -hmm. well. Um, representing each other well and representing marriage well and I look forward to hopefully more podcast interviews with you guys and thank you guys so much for listening to Church Talks.